My name is Scarlett Sieber. I am Managing Director and Chief Strategy and Innovation Officer at CCG Catalyst. And I think tomorrow will be a place where everyone has a healthy and authentic relationship with their financial institution, whatever that may look like in the future, that enables them to be equipped to handle any situation that puts in front of them and that will allow them to have a better financial and mental stability moving forward. Welcome everybody to the Live From Tomorrow podcast. I am your host, Matt Hooper. Each week we weave together guest interviews with comedic segments to bring tomorrow vividly to life, offering a bold, humorous perspective on what's next across business, technology, politics, and entertainment. That's how I begin each episode. Do you like it? Sorry, I, I know that's not what we're here to discuss. Yeah, this is this is hard. I didn't know that one argument over whether or not we should buy a house would lead to all this. That it would mean we were over. It wasn't just the one argument. I know that's what Matt thinks, but it was... It was that we were stuck. We were in a rut. The house became sort of a metaphor for the relationship. Oh, Sally. I had no idea you were having problems. It had been going on for so long. And Matt just... He just couldn't see it. Well... I'm here now. There's no need to worry. Thank you, Derek. It means a lot. I'm sure Matt's saying the same thing about me somewhere right this very minute. I won't pretend it doesn't hurt. But all things must end, I guess, right? Matt, come on. It's never just one thing that causes you to part ways. It wasn't the house. It was what the house represented. Your entire future. Hmm, I... Thank you for saying that. I don't know what I would have done without you, Claire. So, now that we're ending things with our existing banker, once I sign this, I'll be able to open my account right away? Absolutely. And before you put pen to paper, can I say something? Congratulations. It's so difficult to leave your old financial institution. And as the head of sales for a challenger bank, I have worked with hundreds of folks who are looking to leave their existing bank and come on over to the uh, fintech side of the street. And while I know it's an intense decision, it is also, rest assured, the correct decision. I'm sure Sally's asking herself all the same questions right now in her meeting. Am I positive I still want to buy a house? It's a big responsibility. Matt has more debt than I do, which scares me, to be honest. Ah, uh, sure. Plus, as I said, Matt didn't understand why our old bank just wasn't up to snuff. So, yeah, I suggested we both open separate accounts with new disruptive challenger banks. Opening separate accounts sounds like your wife is maybe a little unsure about investing in your future, Matt. Do you think this is something to do with that massive debt you're walking around with, or...? I don't know. I I mean, I hope we can invest in the future together. I feel like we're still waiting for our lives to start, you know? I don't want to be, like, grounded. I want to be going places. These challenger banks provide all the traditional banking services, but they're technology companies, essentially. So that's why I'm here, Derek, meeting with you at Fizzle Fazzle Corporate Headquarters while Matt's about to become a Spugliamo customer. <laughs> Financial technology companies require fun names, eh, Sally? Right. Uh, plus, banks are basically the wardens of all our identities right now, right? And So I guess the more personalized, the more specific the service my bank provides, the more satisfied a customer I'll be. Oh, ripper. Couldn't have put it any better myself. Banks must be nimble. 
agile. But the large players, like Big National Bank, where I know you've previously been a customer, they're far too massive to get anything done. They're inefficient, mate. Your bank should work for you. Well, I certainly like the sound of that. And your husband's new bank can work for him. And uh, if you're not satisfied by your existing banking relationship, well, uh, why settle? Oh, uh, yeah, when you put it like that, uh, sure. Your bank should know what you want, Matt. Whether or not your wife can ever know what you want. Yeah, I totally. And we should be here to cater to you. Make you feel good about your decision to bank with us. I want to feel good with regard to my bank. It was that easy. He handed me a tablet, I signed my name, and boom, now I have an account with Fizzle Fazzle Digital Bank. That's great. And Spooliamo seems really exciting, too. These neobanks are something, huh? So hyper-personalized. Oh, wow, Derek's texting me already. <laughs> no, you have a fizzle-fazzle day, sir. <laughs> Silly. Hmm, Claire texted me, too. Followed up from our meeting. Credit card reports, transaction statements, pics. Pics? Uh, he's asking if you and I still want to purchase the house together, even though we now have separate accounts at different banks. Well, I mean, the whole house thing seemed difficult. That's why we broke up with Big National Bank in the first place, right? You said they weren't up to snuff. Well, they weren't. And you could never make a decision about price range, frankly, about any of the houses we've looked at. Sally, you were only paying attention to things like school district and backyard size. There are so many other things that matter when purchasing your first home. Will it flood easily? Is it haunted? You know what? It's impossible to make decisions with you. It's for the best we're putting this off. And, I'm sorry, maybe you should try to pay off all your debt first before we... I knew it! I knew that the debt still drove you nuts. I'm not trying to be mean. My biggest fear in life is getting smacked in the face by debt. What I want to know is why this doesn't bother you. Just a few more months, I'll... You know, I don't have to explain myself to you. Who needs to buy a house anyway? Our life is fine as it is. We don't need to invest in a future together. Let's keep renting a condo and living with a roommate. At least Bowens is helping me cook Thanksgiving dinner. Our roommate contributes. How are you helping, Matt? Last year, you kept finding an excuse not to even run errands. Like what? Like go to the post office? Like deposit that check? I get it, honey. My debt drives you nuts. I'll never try to go to grad school again. That's not my point. I'll deposit a check. What a great idea. I think I've got some old birthday checks lying around for my Aunt Ruth. You're being absurd. It's funny. You don't want to keep a joint account at Big National Bank anymore. You're implying that I'm too lazy to run errands. What else is wrong with me? Just say it, Sally. You don't want to share an account or buy a house with a podcast host who isn't rolling in the big bucks at the moment. What? Claire said you were unsure about investing in our future. Oh, Claire said? Why don't you text your new banker, Derek? He'll tell you which house to buy. He knows you so well, doesn't he? Well, at least when we're looking at properties, he's talking about loans and interest, not paranormal activity. Oh, I bet you two were talking about interest. Well, I'm sure if I asked him to deposit a check, he'd just do it. Yeah? Well, Claire loves when I deposit my check. She wants me to make that deposit all day and all night. Well, good. Deposit your check for Claire. What about you? I'm withdrawing. I'm sorry. This year has just... It has sucked. Yep. And yes, Bowens will be there for Thanksgiving, but it's just going to be the three of us, Sally. No other family. I get it. We're being safe, but... I feel isolated from so much. We all do, and and opening two separate accounts at two separate digital banks, well, that's sort of isolating too. It's certainly not bringing us closer together. If we could somehow travel out of this year, honey, I'd do it in a heartbeat. I don't think anyone's racing to stay stuck inside of 2020. If we could travel anywhere, I'd do it in a heartbeat. <laughs> Remember when we used to go places? When we weren't working for ourselves, when I worked at a bank? 
We'd fly all over the world. Things were so open then, full of possibility. I don't want to be grounded. I want to be going places. What's that? Nothing. It's something that was on my mind earlier. And Anyway, I want to spend Thanksgiving with you this year and every year. Cool? Cool. Do you know what I'd like to do as soon as we can travel anywhere again? Run through the airport like a maniac at the end of a romantic comedy. Really? Yeah. I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him not to get on that plane and fly out of my life. Which is probably bad for both of us because he should really take that job. He needs that job. And I should learn how not to be so codependent. (laughs) Wait. Is that? Yep. That's Mitchell. What's he doing here? When you break up with your banker, is it common for them to just show up at your home like this? Hi, Mitchell. Sally, Matt, it's good to see you. How are you? You look well, happy. Thank you. What uh, what are you doing here? Oh, I'm in town to meet with a client. <laughs> client, remember that? When you two were my clients? And we'd all meet to... <sighs> well, I shouldn't start listening to me getting all misty-eyed. <laughs> Through my tear-filled eyes, I thought I spied a former client. Mm, Mitchell, I don't think that's a song. It's not. It's, it's not. So how is working with your two new uh, challenger banks? Must be a lot of digital stuff, right? Every, everything's digital now. I remember when websites weren't digital. <laughs> what? Uh, it's been good. We actually just just came from meetings with each of our respective bankers. I'm feeling very taken care of by Fizzle Fazzle, and Matt's satisfied with the service of Spuliamo. <sighs> I'm sorry. You have to understand how stupid that all sounds to me. <clears throat> So your client lives around here then, Mitchell? Yeah, yeah. Very close to you two, in fact. And it's nice, you know. We Goliaths, like big national bank, may not be as uh, hip as the Davids of the world, the hot banking startups and stuff, but uh, we still provide a service a lot of people want. Sorry to keep you waiting, Mitchell. Matt, Sally, you're home early. Wait, this is your new client? Our roommate? Uh, well, you know, we, we met during my last visit up here back in the summer, and... And we've been banking together since Labor Day. <gasps> How could you? Rowan's, we just stopped seeing Mitchell. Look, not all of us want to bank with the smaller banks, okay? For some of us, size does matter. You know what, Mitchell? I'll meet you in the kitchen. I'm through with the haters. Sure, I'll be, I'll be right in. Let me just get my mask out. Is it in this pocket? I can't tell... Oh, here, just because we're no longer working together, Matt and Sally, doesn't mean that we can't continue to give you that old-school special treatment we take such pride in at Big National Bank. Happy Thanksgiving. Please see here for a handful of stuffing. Oh, God. And And I also have some cranberry juice floating around in my pants. Cranberry juice in my pants pocket. Let me just... Wait, is that... Oh, no, no. Oh, oof. That is, uh, no, that's cranberry juice. That's cranberry juice in my pants. That is what that is. So that's good. That's good. We're, okay, Mitchell, thank you for the offer anyway. Hey, it's the least I can do, Matt. Customer service is our middle name. Big National Customer Service Bank, where we pack Thanksgiving dinner into our pockets. Mm, that was hard to watch. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm happy we've changed bankers. Is that? Yeah. When's the last time you saw a plane? Jesus, I know people are still flying, but... It's been forever. It's like we were saying, Sally, the world felt full of possibility back when we could fly anywhere. We'll have that feeling again, won't we? I mean, that's why we opened each of these accounts, right? Our new banks can help us invest in our future together? It's hard to imagine a future 
at all when we're on lockdown day in, day out. We've lost so much time this year. You know what a real innovation would be in banking or otherwise? Getting the hell out of 2020. This year has been hard for everybody. Whatever plans we had, whatever we thought the very near future looked like, well, we were wrong. And it's not just individuals who wanted to plan ahead and couldn't, it's big companies too. Banks in particular enjoy a good plan, and the narrative over the last decade or so has been whether or not banks, as we understand them, will be disrupted by insurgent financial technology startups and so-called challenger banks, whether their plans will be changed for them drastically. This was an industry I worked in for a number of years and is actually where I first met today's guest. The story of upstart Davids coming for establishment Goliaths is critical if we want to understand where and how banks are changing, how they're becoming more personalized in their approach to their customers, whether or not they can compete in the digital economy, and so on. And to help tell that story, I did what we always do on this part of the show. I reached out to an expert. All right, folks, I am so excited for uh, for my interview today. It's with an old friend of mine uh, and one of the most impressive people I know, frankly. She is the Managing Director and Chief Strategy and Innovation Officer at CCG Catalyst, uh, one of the smartest folks in the fintech and financial services spaces you're, 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 you're ever likely to meet. Ladies and germs, please welcome Scarlett Seaworth. Scarlett, thanks so much for being with us here today. Thank you, Matt. Uh, with that introduction, uh, I hope I can live up to a percentage of what you have uh, laid out for me there. <laughs> so thank you. I want to start with something. So, so you and I actually met uh, back when I was similarly in the financial innovation space, um, and we were sort of t- two of the younger folks in the ecosystem for sure. We are we are the same age. And as a result, you're often tasked with trying to figure out the future of these legacy companies, right? So a question I'd like to start by asking you is just, will banks exist as we know them a decade from now? So banks will definitely exist 10 years from now. Um, As we know them is the part that there's a lot of ambiguity there. I think if we look, because we can look at this at the global perspective, but let's focus on the US for a second. We have Mm -hmm. 5,000 financial institutions um, in our country. And there are ones, the community banks, some of the credit unions, the mom and pop ones who serve a very specific niche group of individuals. And that I think will be around for a long time. These are family banks. These are legacy, not in terms of, you know, archaic and technology legacy, meaning they've been around for a long time with the same family and same community, uh, that will truly will be around, um, for years to come. I do think that the industry will continue to consolidate and we will continue to lose banks um, and credit unions. They will be merging. So maybe some fintechs will acquire them, Um, but they're are going to have to think about things differently. So the way that we, you know, if, if we think about what a community bank is, typically that was based solely on geography. I do believe that in 10 years, the, the definition of community will change and expand from geography to many other things, to a specific type of a, a customer, kind of more like a, a neobank who's focusing on, a, you know, specific areas or, or opportunities that maybe people like certain things, um, certain types of technology, really focusing on kind of clean, simple, transparent to the point. Other ones want a lot more details with more offerings. Um, So that's, I think the idea and definition of a community banking will continue to be redefined, but banks are not going anywhere. I am not a believer that they're gonna be uh, 
eaten up by the tech giants. If anything, there will be some partnerships there, but banks uh, banks are here to stay. You mentioned neo banking in there, a neo bank. What is a neo bank? What is neo banking? Oh boy. So it's it's kind of interesting, right? So basically at the highest level, neo banking is are these kind of digital banks typically. Uh, they've been around now for I don't know, six, seven, eight, nine years that are really focused on specific areas. So some of the first were Simple Bank. And uh, actually when I was at BBVA, which is Matt, when you and I were overlapping in, in our career, uh, we had acquired Simple Bank. And, uh, and move in, of course, for, from Brett King. So Simple really tried to do exactly what that what their name implied, which is be very easy and transparent. They focus on the millennial generation. So they were the bank for millennials. Um, even now, you, you've actually seen this neobank theme kind of come about again uh, over the last few years. So Chime is probably the most successful example of a neobank currently with a, a valuation of 145 billion dollars, which less than 18 months ago, it was uh, 1 billion. And a lot of that had to do with the pandemic and people now thinking about and and thinking about banking in a different ways than they had before. And so they got a lot of new customers during that time. Um, and again, kind of that, th- their, their customers really go all over the place, but their their biggest focus is on that, that same generation. You have seen other banks that have come out, other neobanks that have come out since the pandemic too, focusing on African-Americans or, or Latinx or athletes or students. So there's a lot of different ones that they're trying to be very, very good at one population and one segment and give them everything they could possibly want. Well, you mentioned fintechs. Are banks like, are they also technology companies? Should banks be technology companies? Oh, banks have been referring to themselves as technology companies for some time. And in fact, the reason why I got into the space is because of, of a statement like that. I would say that I refer to, and I'm certainly not the pioneer of this, so I should not get any credit for that. Um, I think of banks as data companies, not technology companies. Um, one of the things that banks hold the most true is trust, right? So people, it's funny because people, and we don't need to go back. These studies have been around forever. People do not typically have a positive feeling or relationship with their bank, but they trust them. So there's a trust component. And if you just think about the amount of data, transactional data that's going and flowing through you as a financial institution, you know so much about people that you could truly have the ability to offer them a better experience and improve on their life. Now, are they currently leveraging that capability to the extent that they should? Absolutely not. But I do believe that if, you know, with, with, if you really look at the future and you actually go and look, if you think about, okay, let's take the, let's take the example of COVID. It's just too big of a one to ignore right now. So that people are losing their jobs. You used to see a direct deposit into your your um, clients' accounts. That money stopped coming in. That tells you something. You could take a proactive approach and say, hey, I noticed X, Y, or Z, or not even I noticed, but hey, times are tough right now because of COVID. Let us give you a six-month uh, interest-free loan uh, to get you back on your feet. You know, you could you could actually be that partner to make their life better. What is your... 
uh, idealized version of a bank? What, if you had to really distill the essence of what a bank does for people, what role it plays in the consumer's life, uh, what would you say? It would be the, the banks would be the trusted foundation for all of your financial needs. Um, that would be proactive in understanding and identifying who you are as an individual or as a small business and think about where you are now and where you will likely to be going in the next three, five, 10 years and equip you with the capabilities, solutions, and knowledge to make those decisions effectively. So you have the the best chance for success. Scarlett is, like the rest of us, isolated right now. I mean, it feels like she used to be on a plane every other day, attending countless conferences. That's how I used to live, too. Heck, this very podcast began as a live show performed at those kinds of conferences, and now it is recorded in my home. So many of us do our jobs from our homes. This isolation can be especially hard now, where here in the U.S. we're about to celebrate the Thanksgiving holiday. This is usually a time when families are gathering at airports when we can be together. And while the work of banks in our near future will continue to evolve to support their customers through difficult times, much as they are during this pandemic, what if the support we're all looking for is getting the heck out of this wretched year? So much time has been lost, and in the future, just next year, in Thanksgiving 2021, say, when we can hopefully travel and get together once more, Will we ever be able to get our time back? So you've got your change of clothes for when you arrive, and your Kindle's all charged up for the flight? Yep. Uh, thank you, Claire. I'd be lost without you. Oh, it's what I'm here for, Matt. To be the smiling, attractive face of a company that tracks you and mines all your data to sell you financial products. I've, I've never felt this way with my bank before. But then again, I've also never traveled to a whole new year before. Now, you're sure this makes sense for me? Absolutely. It's a buyer's market. Ever since all world governments decided that 2020 was so horrible that they would offer their citizens a chance to buy or lease other years to make up for those crappy, wasted months to atone for the time lost, (laughs) well, the savviest among us have been buying up time left and right, and the airlines got in on the action after they'd been hemorrhaging money during the pandemic. So, now you can walk through any one of these gates and board a plane to the year of your choice. In fact, I was just helping another client secure a loan for the year 1999 this morning. That was a good year. Stable economy, our country wasn't at war, no Facebook. But she will have to endure seeing the Phantom Menace in theaters. Hmm. Debt here! Here's your debt! Don't be fooled by the sign I carry above my head, I am a high-tech operation. If my tracer goes off, it means I have detected your financial history and your credit score is too low to qualify for a loan to buy time in a good year. (laughs) Oh, whoa, whoa, buddy. You still gotta pay off the grad school that you never went to. What? It's okay. We've already worked out a plan. He's not buying time anywhere nice. Though he may sublet some time in a better year. Hey, fair enough. Debt here. Here's your debt. No, seriously, I have a machine, and that identifies just how much debt you're in, and that is absolutely terrifying. Oh, I see Sally over there with her bank. 
So I said to the old fella, stand down, you fuddy-duddy bank man, or I'll sock you one. Wow, that's the way your arms get all tight like that when you make a fist. Do it again. Oh, like that? Bit of muscle there. Mm -hmm. I just get so riled up talking about the big banks falling apart and the new challenger banks rising up in their place. These legacy banks are going the way of the dodo, Sally. And we all remember what happened to the dodo VCR company, don't we? Completely annihilated when DVD players came on the market. Yes, that's... Oh, sweet mama, I love banking with you. Oi, if it isn't Matt and his own uh, banking professional. Ah, Derek, how's life at Fizzle Fazzle? No complaints, Claire. All's well at Spooliamo, I trust? Indeed. Shall we leave our clients to it, then? Oh, wallaby boomerang at back steakhouse. <laughs> Great. Thank you all for your help. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. She is the best. I can watch him walk away for the rest of my life. What? Huh? So, you've got your ticket. On my phone, here, yep. Wait, it says you're going to 2058. Yeah, I was talking to Derek about it. He said that's the year we become grandparents. Figured it'd be fun to check it out. But, look, my ticket says... 2020? It's what... It's what Claire told me I qualify for. Are you kidding me? The worst of all possible years? The reason all world governments, banks, and airlines even started to send people to other years? That 2020? Shh, not so loud. Did you deposit your Aunt Ruth's birthday checks after all? Oh, what? You think that I was too debt-ridden to qualify for a loan to buy time in a better year? Uh, that's exactly what I think happened. Yeah, that or Claire didn't give you the best advice. Hey, please, this isn't about the Spuliamo experience or about Claire, okay? I don't attack Fizzle Fazzle or Derek. You keep his handsome name out of your mouth. This is ridiculous. It's just like we were trying to buy a house last year. Oh, why? Because you think certain years are haunted? No, because we can't seem to agree on anything. We get along with our banks better than we get along with each other. All right, we get along with our banks just fine, but let's not go crazy. Nobody has the bank-customer relationship that Bowens has. I mean, look at them. Through my tear-filled eyes I thought I spied a former client Oh, beautiful, beautiful, buddy. <laughs> Oh, well, Matt and Sally, good to see you. Yep, you too, Mitchell. I've just helped my client here secure a loan to travel to 1794 France on Virgin Atlantic. What can I say? I've got a thing for guillotines. <laughs> yes, he does. And I'm going with him. Figured I'd take a robust peer into the past for myself. <laughs> Yuck, okay, just... Mitchell, please, we're in the middle of something important. You need to take my advice. Whether or not you decide to bank with a giant like Big National Bank, or a small challenger bank, the problem remains the same. You two are afraid to invest in the future together. <sighs> Happy Thanksgiving. Let's go, Mitchell. We have a flight to catch. You know, Matt, it's like that thing you used to say last year when you were stymied by existential terror. I don't want to be grounded. I want to be going places. <laughs> well, that makes perfect sense in an airport, doesn't it? <laughs> Au revoir. Yeah, uh, Yeah. Bowens is wrong, isn't he, Sally? Dead wrong. Nothing could be further from the truth. Of course we invest in the future together. Yeah, yeah, I thought I, I thought so. Anyway, I'm going to go to the desk over there, try to see if I can get my ticket changed to join you in 2058. Well, are you sh sure you can really handle that? I mean, I don't want you to drive up any more debt or anything. I no. You know what? That was that was messed up of me. Of course we can get your ticket changed. I know that I can't secure a loan for a better year, Sally. I didn't mean anything by it. But I didn't think you'd be so unsympathetic about it. No, Matt. I didn't think you'd want me to stay behind while you traveled to the year we met our grandchildren without me. That's a pretty definitive we're not investing in our future together. I'll see you around. I have a plane to catch to 2020. Matt, please. And if it's all I can afford, 
I guess the future's a lot less full of possibility than I thought it was. Can't even travel to it. Matt. Now boarding all JetBlue travelers, flight 568 to 1982. Now boarding. Ugh. Another drink, miss? No, I'm fine, thank you. I have a... Well, I'd say I have a flight to catch to the future, but I don't even know if it's worth it. I was supposed to go with my husband, but... We had a fight. I was a jerk, really. Now I'm alone on Thanksgiving. It's horrible. It's just like 2020. And far too many of us were alone on Thanksgiving. Oh, you're, you're too much, hon. Oh. You are a crack-up. Oh. Genuine crack-up. Oh. You hear that? That's how Matt and I used to sound. We'd laugh and we'd... Wait, Claire? Derek? Uh, Sally. Sally, what are you doing here? Oh, I mean, uh... Dingo, that's not a knife. This is a knife. What's going on? We, uh, well, we were just getting a bite to eat here in the airport bar. Derek, your accent. Well, I'm, uh, uh, I'm from Sheboygan. The accent's an act, Sally. Yeah, okay, no, that's that's a lot of flat A's in a row. Dating is obviously a little challenging when you lead sales teams at two rival digital banks, so... Any chance we get to be together, we'll take it. Especially on Thanksgiving. Hmm. Yeah. Hey, Sally, where's Matt? Okay, you gotta stop talking, Derek. I'm really not attracted to you right now. I know he didn't qualify for a loan to buy some time in 2058 like you, but I was sort of hoping you'd find a way to let Matt visit anyway. Yeah, about that. We had a little argument. Uh, So you're traveling alone? If it's about the fact that he has more debt than you, Sally, you might just want to come out and voice your concern. Relationships don't do too well when there are secrets. Oh, you want to talk to me about secrets, not Chris Hemsworth? Don't take it out on us, Sally. We're just banks. Our job, at least if we're doing it right, is to serve you, our customer. Whether we're big national bank or a smaller, more nimble firm like Spooliamo or Fizzle Fazzle, All of the innovation we work to adopt, all of the hard, necessary change we make, is ultimately to work better for you. A successful interaction with your bank means you get to invest in your future. And your future is staring you right in the face, Sally, with that plane ticket in your hand. What are you going to do with it? Oh my god. You're right, hot lady. What am I doing? I'm an idiot! Matt! Matt! Oh, oh, excuse me. Hey, wait a minute. Watch where you're going! I am on my way. What's she doing? (laughs) I'm running through an airport for love. What does it look like? Now boarding all Bowen's Air Travelers Flight 101 to 2020. Please bring all relevant religious items onto the aircraft with you as this will be a horribly frightening trip into an absolutely terrible year and we're going to need all of the additional spiritual help we can get. Now boarding. Matt! Sally? Don't get on that plane. What are you... Why are we shouting at each other across a crowded boarding area? Because I made a mistake. I want to invest in our future together. You do? Yes. A house, a a shared year, whatever. I want it all. And if you get on that plane, I'll lose you. You know, I'm just a woman standing in front of a Cinnabon, yelling in a public space like a maniac. And I don't actually know where I'm going with this, but I'm going to stall until... Oh, Sally. 
I want to spend Thanksgiving with you this year and every year. Get over here. I'm coming, bitch. Yeah, here's your dad. Don't be fooled by the sign I carry above my head and that just knocked that woman unconscious. I am a high-tech operation. Oh, oh my god, she was... Yeah, she was smacked in the face by death. That's... Yeah, her biggest fear. Not good. Uh, can I get some help? Like a first aid kit or... The idea that your bank can tailor its services to your specific needs is no longer particularly cutting edge but it's going to take many more years for all major financial institutions to get on the same page. The same digital page, that is. Will all banks ever be as er, personalized in the way that our banks in this episode were? <laughs> Hopefully not. But if all of this is about improving the customer experience, that means taking into consideration their customers' needs and wants. I know that this has been a painful and frightening time, that... Our collective need, our universal want, is to move past this, to leave this pandemic behind us, to restart our lives. In spite of all the pain, however, or maybe because of it, I think that this is a particularly important Thanksgiving. It is a time to be truly thankful for what we all have after a year when we have all lost so much. Choose the right bank for you. Tell the people you love just how much you love them, even if you can't do it while racing through an airport romantic comedy style. And most of all, remember that there is always tomorrow. And that's a place where, unlike these previous 11 months of 2020, anything is still possible. Scarlet Sieber, I would like to ask you the question we ask each guest at the end of every episode. What are two tips you have for tomorrow? The first tip is live for today because tomorrow is not promised. I uh, get reminded of that every single day. So live for today. Tomorrow is not promised. The second tip is for all the financial institutions who are listening, uh, be brave. Be open to taking a little bit of risk. I know that we as an industry are risk averse, but for you to stick around for the future... You got to take a little bit of calculated risks and really think about how you can harness the power of your data for good. All right, folks, that's our show. I want to thank our guest, Scarlett Sieber, our cast, Max Azulay, Kelly Quinn, Anne Veal, Matthew Walters Bowens, and Raleigh Williams, our amazing composer, Ben Easton. I am your writer and host, Matt Hooper. We will be off next Thursday in honor of the holiday and are returning on December 3rd. Finally, dear listeners, I would like to say on behalf of the entire cast and crew of this show, we are thankful for you. Happy Thanksgiving, folks. <laughs> <laughs>